tell your neighbors, tell all your friends. It's the answers you need to know. It's the Wyatt Sharp Show. You're tuned into the Wyatt Sharp Show. Join 12-year-old host, Wyatt Sharp, each week as he interviews a Canadian politician to discuss the economy, climate change and politics. Here's your host, Wyatt Sharp. Hello everyone and welcome. Today I'm joined by Pierre Polyev, the Conservative MP for Carleton and Shadow Minister for Jobs and Industry. Thank you so much, Pierre, for joining me today. Uh, and so my first question to you today is why did you want to uh, run for the, the run uh, for parliament and uh, why did you want to get involved in politics? Thanks for the question, Wyatt. Well, when I was a little older than you are now, I got a terrible shoulder injury, which prevented me from playing sports. So outside of school, I had nothing to do. I asked my mom to take me to a conservative meeting and that was the beginning. So I read a bunch of books to inform myself on the different viewpoints and ideologies. And I concluded that my purpose in politics would be to uh, fight for less government and more freedom. And that uh, has driven me ever since. Uh, so I believe parliament is a place where you restrain the power of government to maximize the power of the people, let people be captains of their own souls and masters of their own destinies and really uh, take charge of their own lives without politicians and bureaucrats mucking about in their business and so that was my uh, i ran and that's why i'm still here for sure so uh, my next question today is you're one of the most well-known mps specifically for holding justin trudeau to account do you believe that even um with you and other mps holding mr trudeau accountable that your party will be able to win in the next election especially because recent polls have shown uh, the Liberals are ahead. I mean, I, I know that the only poll that matters is the one on Election Day, but historically, polls still have been the best predictor um, to predict who will win an election. So do you believe that your party can win the next election? I do, yes. Trudeau's had some colossal failings. And his career has been full of failings, but uh, most recently, uh, his biggest failings have uh, uh, emerged in the form of the highest unemployment rate in the G7, the worst vaccination rate in the G7, the uh, uh, he has uh, on the misery index uh, of COVID, we rank 11th out of 15 with 10 of those 15 countries doing better than us in reducing the misery that COVID has caused us. So by so many measures, Trudeau has failed. Not only has he failed, he's failed expensively. He's got the biggest deficit in the OECD. So that means why young people like you are gonna have to pay off all his debts. He's spending your tomorrow on his today. And all of these things are going to come home to roost during the election. People are going to say, we don't need a failure. We need someone who can secure our future. And that someone will be Aaron O'Toole. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm actually, uh, I actually live in the riding just next door to Aaron's. And um, he's a, he's a well-known and popular man. Um, so the Trudeau government says that all Canadians will be vaccinated by September, 2021. Do you believe that this will happen with the approval of four COVID vaccines? Or do you believe that that isn't enough? Well, it might happen, but it's so what? 
the Americans are going to be fully vaccinated before the summer even starts. In fact, President Biden was out today saying that Americans will be able to have a normal 4th of July. They'll be able to get together and have parties and watch the fireworks and kiss and hug outside in the in the parks and even indoors uh, at other celebrations, uh, just like any other 4th of July celebration. And yet, here in Canada, we might very well be spending Canada Day, which is only a few days before, uh, in our basements, locked away because uh, of another wave of COVID that the Prime Minister has not inoculated us against. Uh, it has been a co one colossal failure after another. The rest of the world is moving on from COVID, and Justin Trudeau has us stuck in neutral. For sure. So my next question for today is lockdowns are a pro I know lockdowns are a provincial issue. However, many people are still looking to federal politicians, such as the Prime Minister and Aaron O'Toole, to know their views. So where is the CPC at in terms of their stance on COVID-19 lockdowns? Uh, do you support them? Do you not support them? And to what extent? We need a plan to reopen the economy. We can't lock our workers and businesses away forever. Um, the rest of the world is opening up, and yet we're still partially locked down. We need is a plan to vaccinate, test, and take other steps to safely reopen the economy so consumers can go out and support local businesses and local businesses can hire local workers. That's the only way we're going to get paychecks in people's hands and get our country back on track, Wyatt. Yeah, no, for sure. So my next question today is, uh, when do you believe that the next election will be called? Because uh, if Prime Minister Trudeau is going to call a spring election, which, um, you know, when in the fall speculations of a fall election were circulating and that didn't happen, people then said that a spring election might happen. But, you know, it's it's beginning to become to a point where if he's going to call a spring election, he would have to do it within the next couple of weeks. So do you believe at this point um, it's more likely we'll see a spring, summer or fall election? I think it'll be uh, early summer election, probably uh, just before Canada Day. Uh, Trudeau will call an election and ironically we won't be safe to go out and celebrate on Canada Day but he'll have us voting a few days before that and that's uh, it's necessary for Trudeau to call an election early for a number of reasons one he doesn't want Canadians to realize how broke we are because of his colossal deficit spending biggest deficits by far in the G7 for among the worst results in employment rates and uh, COVID vaccination rates. Uh, and uh, also, he, if anything else goes wrong with the vaccination program, and so much has already, he wants that to happen after the election is done. Finally, there's scandals brewing, the WE scandal, uh, which saw Trudeau help award a half million, half billion dollars to a group that had given his family a half million dollars. Uh, he doesn't want any more to come out in that. So in other words, there are lots of reasons why Trudeau needs to go to the polls as soon as possible and uh, get uh, people to vote before they know the truth. For sure. So my next question to you today, Pierre, is um, on the topic of the future of the Liberal Party, because I have a feeling that, uh, as, as I'm sure you do as well, that the Liberals will always be the Conservatives' biggest challenger. So when looking at the Liberal Party, you have to wonder if Justin Trudeau gets defeated in the next election, what the future of the party is. So who do you think could become the next leader if let's say there is a summer election and Justin Trudeau gets defeated? Do you think he'll stay on as leader or maybe pass it on to someone like Christia Freeland? I don't know. I mean, 
the party has just moved so far to the left. They used to be a mainstream party. Now they're a far left uh, extreme party uh, that believes government should take over your daycare, your seniors home, uh, your pocketbook. Uh, and uh, they believe government should run your life. Uh, this is not the party of Kretchen, Martin, who helped balance the budget back in the 90s. So I think it'll, they'll probably stay in the, uh, continue to be a far left extremist party. And they'll want to elect someone who believes in those um, I, same ideas. Um, Chrystia Freeland obviously would be a terrible choice for them and for the country. But uh, she seems to be popular among liberals and liberal journalists. So uh, she might well be the choice that liberals make. Uh, and uh, we would just have to be ready uh, for that. Um, obviously, she has a terrible track record. Uh, in backing down to Donald Trump in the, ne the negotiations over NAFTA and uh, making major concessions to, to Trump and letting him basically dominate over Canada's national interest uh, to, the, to the harm of our, work, our, our workers here in Canada. Um, so she would ha have to carry that, uh, uh, those failures uh, with her if she were leader. Um, but uh, that said, uh, we don't know if there's anyone better for them to choose. So they might be stuck with her uh, as the only thing. The other problem that, that the next liberal leader will have if they are still in government is they will have to in, in, inherit the smoldering financial mess that Justin Trudeau leaves behind. And uh, that will be a very hard record to defend. It's kind of like Kathleen Wynne. You know, the media adored Kathleen Wynne. Uh, she took over from the very unpopular, failed and scandal-plagued Dalton McGuinty. And then um, everyone said, well, thank goodness, uh, Kathleen Wynne will save the day. Uh, the media loves her. Uh, but then she had to carry around the McGinty track record. So the, she was defeated soundly by Doug Ford. Um, whoever replaces Justin Trudeau will be stuck with a, uh, a massive unemployment, uh, potentially inflation, and maybe even a debt crisis. Uh, so uh, that is not the kind of track record that I would want to inherit but uh, it is one that we as conservatives will have to warn voters against. Yeah, no, for sure. So you just mentioned about debt and deficit. So under the Trudeau government, we see hundreds of billions of dollars. I believe it's around $400 billion now in, in deficit. So under a no-tool government or under a conservative government, how would, how would your party um, work to, to lower the deficit? Because obviously now um, it's going to take a while to balance the budget again. So how would your party work to try and balance the budget or at least lower it? Well, the uh, why it's an important question for a young person like you, you're inheriting all this debt. In fact, uh, the deficit this year is at least $380 billion, which is $10,000 for every man, woman and child or 40 grand for the average family of four. So um, what do we do? Uh, we have to, it's very simple. We have to, incomes have to outgross government spending. So we need bigger paychecks, less credit card debts. How do we do that? Well, we slow the growth of government spending by bringing in a pay-as-you-go law, which requires that politicians find a dollar of savings for every new dollar of spending. We, um, uh, secondly, uh, we give the Auditor General more power to root out waste and corruption and mismanagement in government. Thirdly, we increase uh, income for the country and for our workers by greenlighting uh, natural resource projects and other construction uh, of economic infrastructure. Right now, it takes 170 days longer for the for the governments to, of the country to approve uh, projects 
than it does in the US. Uh, we are ranked 34 to 35 OECD nations when it comes to how long it takes to get a, a building permit. We need to be number one so we can, our private entrepreneurs can get busy building and giving out paychecks to workers. Two, we need to uh, fast track the recognition of the qualifications of immigrants uh, who are uh, skilled in the professions and trades so they can get the paychecks they deserve and contribute ma uh, the maximum amount to our local economies. Three, we need to cut all the paperwork that our businesses have to do to, in order to serve customers and hire workers so that this is an easy place to do business. Fourth, we need free trade within our, pro within our country, between our provinces, so that we can buy and sell and, uh, from one another and that we have the free flow of people, goods, services, and capital. Um, five, uh, we need to change our tax system to incentivize technology companies to keep their breakthroughs here in Canada after they become profitable rather than just taking government handouts in order to become to build up that pro intellectual property and then take it to the states to pay profits there. Um, and um, we need to cl clear the way for pipelines um, so that we can get full price for our oil, uh, not only on the world market, but also sell it to our fellow Canadians across the country creating energy jobs in the east refinery uh, sorry energy jobs in the west refinery jobs in the east and steel and trades jobs everywhere in between uh, these are how we build pay big powerful beautiful paychecks that will uh, service our debts put food on the table and roof overhead and i think my little girl valentina is yelling in the background because uh, she's worried about all this debt that we're talking about wyatt for sure. So my next question to you today, Pierre, is we kind of talked a little bit about um, polls and stuff a little uh, a little while ago, but the polls currently show that your party would win around 110 to 145 seats if an election were held today. Uh, so I mean, 145 seats could be a, a minority government, depending on how the other parties place. Um, now, support in Quebec has gone up under an O'Toole. In provinces like Alberta, support has stayed around the same. Prairie provinces have stayed the same. Um, at this point, in terms of your party forming government, how can your party go from the currently projected 145 seats to beyond 170 seats, the number needed to form a majority government? Well, Wyatt, I have to say you're a, definitely a good political analyst. You've taken a careful look at the numbers and elections, as you know, Wyatt, are all about numbers, uh, ballots in boxes. So uh, first of all, we need to have uh, more uh, good strategists like you who know how to perform these kinds of analyses. Um, the answer is we need to break through uh, and get a majority because if we don't, there's a good chance that the coalition of NDP bloc and liberal will override the election result and can find conservatives to opposition even if we have the most seats. So we need to um, be the party of paychecks. It's that simple, Wyatt. You ask people what they need coming out of COVID, it's a paycheck. It's a more if they already have one, they want it to be bigger and more durable. If they don't have one, they want to get one. We're the only party that will allow people to get paychecks. Trudeau will just give them credit card debts. His only solution is to keep racking up the national credit card. We have a monopoly on the voters who want paychecks in this country. So we're the only party that has any idea how to unleash the free enterprise system to create jobs and put paychecks in the pockets of hardworking Canadians. And if we win the debate on paychecks, we win the election. For sure. So my next question to you today is um, on the topic of people like Dr. Leslin Lewis. So we see people like Dr. Leslin Lewis 
who is running for the Conservative Party of Canada in the next election in the riding of Haldem and Norfolk. Uh, where do you think she will end up in terms of holding um, some sort of a shadow cabinet role or leadership role in the party, or even if your party does get in a cabinet position? Well, I'm sure she uh, will do all of those things uh, and more. She's extremely accomplished and very hardworking. Uh, and uh, 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 has a great following in the Conservative Party. So I expect that she'll play a very, very important role, uh, regardless of whether the party wins the national election. Um, so, um, and if she does, if we do win the election, I have no doubt she'd play a very prominent role in a Conservative government, and rightly so. Uh, I'm not the, the leader, so it wouldn't be me deciding what role that is, but uh, any anybody, uh, any leader with common sense would would give her a prominent uh, list of responsibilities, which I know she would fun she would fulfill uh, very effectively. Yeah, all right. So my next question to you today is around um, conservative support in the province of Quebec, because in order to win an election, you need to have quite a bit of support in Quebec. So what steps can be taken to grow conservative support in Quebec even further than Aaron O'Toole has done? Because Aaron O'Toole has uh, gained support uh, quite a bit since he was elected leader, but how can he gain even more support? Well, I think that what, what I'm seeing uh, wide in Quebec is a desire for paychecks. You know, people want to get to work uh, and uh, there's a desire to, to grow the economy, including the resource economy. There's a huge resource economy in Quebec. Like, for example, we need to sign off on the $14 billion LNG liquefaction plant in the Saguenay region, which will create thousands of jobs, uh, liquefying natural gas, sending it to the world and reducing greenhouse gases by closing coal fire, foreign coal fire plants that uh, will be replaced with clean, green Canadian natural gas. So that's one project that, uh, that we were, that we are, again, we're the only party that supports it. The other thing I think we need to we need to get away from the stereotypes about Quebec. There's an assumption that we need to be more like the Liberals or the the NDP in order to win in Quebec. There are already four parties on the far left in uh, competing for Quebec voters. We don't need to compete for for um, that far left space. We can be the single party in Quebec that represents hard work, taxpayers, uh, preserving our cultural traditions and getting people paychecks. If we can be that one party that stands uh, stands out, then we will win a very large share of the Quebec electorate. Our goal in Quebec should not be to try and fit in with the other parties, but to stand out from them. Yeah, no, for sure. So my next question to you today is on the um, topic of the We Charity controversy. We know actually uh, that just a little while ago, or just a few days ago, the Kielberger brothers um, we're told that they would have to testify um, before the Ethics Committee. So um, what steps can be taken to ensure that Mr. Trudeau and his Liberal government uh, is still held accountable for scandals like the We Charity controversy uh, in the months to come and so that yep. um, We Charity doesn't necessarily just become a another scandal that gets away with? Yes, that's a good point, Wyatt. We can't let him get away with this one like he has gotten away with so far. We need to get uh, the committee started. We, on Monday, as you uh, know, uh, we'll hear from the Kielberger brothers. They will uh, be forced to appear and testify under oath about uh, the Trudeau's wee scandal. Uh, we wanna know uh, what um, amounts the total they paid the Trudeau family we want to know about uh, where the money that Trudeau was attempting to give them was going to go. Uh, we want to know 
what happened with all of the tax receipted money that the the we organization sent abroad did it actually help people in need or did it just enrich insiders we want to know why the an organization supposedly dedicated to the advancement of uh, children abroad uh, has 40 million dollars of uh, prime real estate here at home um, these are all questions to which canadians deserve answers remember little school children wyatt gave their savings to this organization they literally collected loonies and toonies and pennies to try and help what they thought were little kids on the other side of the world and uh, i think it's appalling to think we might they might have pray this organization might have preyed on uh, the good nature of our children in order to extract dollars for their uh, for the profit of uh, the we charities leadership for sure. So my last question for you today, Pierre, is you are shuffled from the position of shadow minister for finance um, to the position of shadow minister for jobs and industry. Um, many people were saying that Aaron O'Toole demoted you in uh, in moving you to this role. But others also say that this is the perfect role for you because um, that's something you really advocate for is good paying jobs. Uh, so how do you feel about uh, moving from the position as shadow minister for finance to jobs and industry? Well, first of all, why nobody should care about my job my job is not important uh, i didn't get into politics to be something i got into politics to do something and i make the position the position doesn't make me so uh you know trudeau the other day took a cheap shot at me over this and he said uh, oh that i'd lost my job actually i didn't lose anything what the people who have lost are the eight hundred thousand canadians who've lost jobs since february of 2020 and for someone to, like Trudeau to suggest that it is a demotion to champion those unemployed people and fight for them to get their livelihoods back, suggests that it might be Trudeau who needs a demotion uh, or uh, a pink slip altogether. Uh, I'll be, ha I will, my got into politics to fight for more freedom through less government, to give people the power to, to, to own their own lives and right now, the best way to do that is to free them to earn a paycheck. So if my mission every day is to get up and fight for people to get paychecks, that is a very satisfying way for me to spend my day. For sure. All right, Pierre. Well, it's been really great talking to you. And again, thank you very much for uh, joining me today. Thanks, Wyatt. I look forward to seeing the program and keep up your good work. I'm very excited to see how you build out this enterprise and our mutual friend uh, Phil Lawrence uh, has said that you're doing a great job and uh, I think uh, we'll be seeing a lot more of you in the days ahead Wyatt. Thank you Pierre. Thank you.